driving 15 cars. Our uh, pitching staff is lined up and ready to go. Our position players, have, they've been getting plenty of at-bats. They've been swinging the bat really well. Um, I think we have everything uh, that we're looking for, everything we need. And it's an exciting time. Our next game will be a playoff game at Target Field. So, that's It is a Monday edition. The Jack Michaels Show coming to you live and direct from our palatial studios here at 1020 South 25th Street in Fargo. It is a Monday. You're good, bad, ugly, and great. You can be texting at 35270. You're good, bad, ugly, and great from the weekend. I imagine there's a few things to, to fill up that list today. We're in the uh, the Gunderson Jeweler Studio. OMG. Oh, my Gunderson's, uh, Uptown of Maine, West Fargo. I just said OMG. The uh, the KFGO, uh, uh, Doug Lear and Robbie Daniels this morning, they have the, they have a question of the day, Derek, yes. as you know. A question of the day, and and today they were uh, they asked it's National either name your car day. Oh yeah, and you're good at that. Yes, I've had mm-hmm. names of all of mine going back to my uh, my JUCO days. At, at, at then it was called UND Williston. Now it's called Williston State. When I used to drive my uh, you know buddies and I would jump in my '72 Dodge Dart Swinger, and uh, one of my uh, good buddies played at mine at high was a fantastic uh, athlete. Uh, he was like, man, alive, you got to get a new car. Look at this dash. The It's cracked on the dash. You know, the radio barely works. Your your cassette deck doesn't have rewind, only as fast. For, so he's doing about this. And as I turn left in Williston, if you've been around Williston, the town where you said, drag me, turn left at the Simonsons. I turn left as he's about, he's going through all that. Your seatbelts don't work and the, this is torn. I turn left and his car door opened. <laughs> so from there on, like unbeknownst to anybody, yeah. his door just opened. Like the car itself said, you going to speak bad about me? Watch this. So I named that car Christine. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> that was my Christine uh, going all the way into the, the silver bullet now into Abe. But my mother had an Oldsmobile that the, and I love it because the the I didn't like the fact the brakes didn't work very well especially with mom driving. So when mom would drive in from down, down the hill, she'd have to kind of plan ahead because the brakes weren't very good. And she called her Oldsmobile the Oh My God. Because every, t- every time it got into an intersection, she'd be like, Oh My God! Oh My God! Anyway, so name your car. You've had to have named your vehicles over the years. I don't know if I have. I mean, to be honest with you, I, I think about I me. Mean, I had a green Thunderbird. I made me called Greeny, you know, my Greenberg type of thing. Right. Um, you know, I had a silver Monte Carlo that just, you know, I guess my grandpa called that the silver streak. He liked that. The silver streak. And I've kind of bought in silver vehicles since then, as you know. Um, uh, yeah. I, the only thing yeah. I've, I mean, like the minivan I bought from my grandmother's estate after she stopped driving, I just called the dog's minivan because I never thought I'd ever buy a minivan. <laughs> but the practicality of a minivan, it, it's, it's something I, I got to tell you. And, you know, you just... Now, it's so full of dog hair and dirt or whatever, to try to clean it would be beyond. So, I mean, that's just ruined for that. And it has 287,000 miles on it. So, <laughs> But, uh, no, I just I don't know if I've ever named anything like you've named Abe for your Lincoln. Right, the, right? the silver box. I, I guess I, uh, I yeah, I've, I've named maybe three or four. Sister had a Vega that I don't think we named the Vega. Uh, but we had the Oh, My God. And we had the, uh, you know, the, the, yeah. the Abe and the Silver. Let's go the OMG and you're good. The yeah. OMG and the all that. Element. Oh. I, uh, congratulations going out. I'll tell you what my grade is, and there's a few grades out there. Uh, Dallas defense crushed my, my fantasy team, so I'm okay with that. It was a good defensive thing. Uh, the I, I want to get this out. 
the Fargo Moorhead Red Hawks, and you thought the season was done. They the the league came together in this baseball world, the the Champions League, and what they did was they combined four different factions. You know, the 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 Cuban uh, team, uh, Cuban champs. You know, the Mexican League champs, and you know the Colombian champs. Each had a team, and then the fourth one was the champions of the American Association from twenty twenty two, the Red Hawks. And they've had this big thing, and if you've ever you know been to Mexico and seen how big this brand of baseball and how much they love you know the AAA form of baseball, the Mexican League. Are you kidding me? There's fifteen thousand twenty, and it's just you know fireworks and 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 music playing and dancers like cheerleaders. Derek, you'd see at a oh nice college you know you know sideline. They have this for baseball, so it's really a you know a festive. They really get into it. Not to mention the talent is off the charts that you're playing up against. And the Red Hawks lost the first game of their round-robin game, uh, the pool, and came back and beat Mexico on Friday night, then turned around and won on Saturday, and then got him into the title game last night. And last night, Tyler Grower, the big sycamore, this young lefty, uh, Red Hawk, absolutely delivered. 8 nothing the final. Grower strikes out seven and six innings. And the, uh, the Fargo-Morehead Red Hawks down there in... In Yucatan, Mexico, beat uh, Quimanes, uh Berenquias, the, the Colombian uh, team, 8 nothing, and they win the tournament. There you go. <laughs> it's like, and it's just, you know, fireworks are exploding, and the, the Silver Cup, the commissioner was there. Now, it wasn't all just Red Hawks. There were a few, obviously, other players from around the, the league. This was large, Derek. So that, that's, I'm going to put that right out of the gate. That's my, that's my great from the weekend. And now I don't want to brag about how many wins I predicted the Twins to have, Derek. But midway through, I said uh, 87. Now I'm, let me explain. Thank you. Let me explain why I said 87. Well, I just felt they're going to be in the 80s somewhere. But I chose 87 <laughs> because my my justification was that's the year that uh, the George Michael song "Faith." was debuted. So when I was looking to, I was trying to fig- figure the, <laughs> the right? I so mean, I was trying to figure out wow. the, what 80s number was I going to grab for the Twins' total wins in, in this regular season. So I thought, hmm, when did Faith come out? 87. 87 sounds like about right. I'm going to take 87 wins for the Minnesota Twins. And look at this, Derek. They landed on 87. Well, did you think that they would... Uh... 87 also a pretty good year for the Twins it as, was. A, as a team. Did you think that uh, they would win the division with that? That's I didn't know. Well, I knew that I didn't know if 87 was going to get her done, but I uh, I thought they'd be in the ballpark at 87. I I, I didn't realize that uh, it'd be where it is. But the uh, they they do win the division, and they do have Toronto, and it is the second time these two teams have been in the postseason, and the first time was 91, and we all remember what happened in 1991 for the Minnesota Twins, and the Twins entered this postseason starting tomorrow night, and the proof that that we are getting a little bit older is that when you look at the Toronto Blue Jays and you look at some of the names on that roster, Guerrero, oh yeah, Bichette, it's a full of a second generation, Bichette, uh, yeah. <laughs> right? It is. No, it's, it's it's your second generation. Say these aren't your daddy's Blue Jays. You're right. They're the son's Blue Jays. Oh, that's that's what these. Yeah, are. Every time they play them, Phil, at the summer, I'm just like I cannot believe yeah. how old I'm getting now. It seems like just yesterday I was walking down the corridor of the Metrodome talking with Vladimir Guerrero Sr. Mm-hmm. when he was at the Angels and the. And the ALCS, that just it's it's really hard to believe. And if we had to make a list of the greatest bad ball hitters in the history of baseball, well, Vlad, Kirby, Puckett, 
Puckett be a good? It was a good bad ball hitter, wasn't he? Oh, Puckett's top five right? all he's, time, maybe top three. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's without question. I think Vlad Guerrero may be number one. If he's not, he's in the top. Oh, it's it's those two are right up there. There's uh, no doubt. So that that's obviously uh, you know great uh, as well for the Twins. They, they it, it's complete. They they finished the regular season as the champions of Central. They're the three seed and taking on Toronto, the six seed. So great for the Twins. The other parts on this, Derek, in North Fargo, South Dakota, and you and I, I believe on Friday, maybe Thursday. We it was were, Friday. We had a Thursday day games. So Friday. It was Friday. And we were Friday talk- headlines. We were talking about <laughs> that's right. We were talking about this. And I said to you, I said, boy, South Dakota, there's something about those Yotes where they can drop a big old wrench and you immediately <laughs> got into that Derek Hansen confirmed giggle like yeah do you think mm-hmm. you got into that and i remember that uh, listening back to that and and it, it's one of those it is one of those teams where if if you you do not get them off the field and you turn the ball over and or you have some penalties meaning you don't play maybe the cleanest and best they're going to pick you off and that's what they did and in Fargo, so kudos to South Dakota. They they walked into the Fargo Dome, not a nice day, not an easy place to play. Look at the marks over the last decade of teams that have walked into the uh, Fargo Dome and walked out without a win, that walked out with losses. And for their effort, the Yotes have moved up to number 15 in the latest FCS Stats Top 25 poll from not being ranked. And you know what? When you pick off number two and a high ranker in their house, yeah. I got to say a few things on this game because we could go good, bad, ugly, all that, all probably within that game at the Fargo Dome. And I, I don't want to say that the interior lines were pushed around. I thought that the South Dakota State defensive line did a lot of – South Dakota or South Dakota State? South Dakota's okay. – uh, South Dakota's uh, – Because we'll get to the state one in yeah, a second. <laughs> yeah, each one. But I thought the Coyotes did a good job of just uh, being able to pu- do a lot of – Stunts and twists or whatever that kind of confused a little bit yep. of the offensive line for the uh, Bison. And I thought on the other side, it wasn't so much that they were a mismatch and getting pushed around the defensive line, but there was so much kind of trapping and, and off that spread offense that I th- I really like Bob Nielsen's offense, the way that yep. they do things there. And you got Todd Bauman's kid who was pretty good himself. Speaking and we, of second generation. Exactly. Yep. And and they really had guys kind of going one way, and then they trap them and block them going the other way. You know that type of thing, where because yep. there's not many teams in the FCS and even some of the lower divisions of FBS, they're going to push the Bison around. I mean, we just seen that. I mean, Coach happen. Kramer. I mean, that's he. He probably is the MVP of this generation of Bison football players. But they got him off balance many times and punched in the mouth, and they were able to have as about as balance of attack as the Bison have seen in a while. The other thing about this, okay. If this fan base, A, is saying that they're bored with this product, shame on you. Yeah. B, we're talking about a sold-out game, but yet a quarter of the seats are, I mean, there's as many much blue in that outfit as we saw in a green and gold stadium that's supposed to look like that as we saw Lambeau Thursday night with the Lions taking over Lambeau. 18-342, the, uh, the attendance, Derek. Yeah, yeah, well, that's not true. I mean, that's just, I mean, there's probably, what, Fifteen, I would say, if I'm just, I mean, and leaving early, what have you? I, I mean, I, I'm sorry. If you want to make this jump, like so many of the fan base does, you better get it full. I don't care who you're facing, and so, including South Dakota, certainly the Missouri, Missouri Valley Football Conference. 
because a lot of people are going to notice, including the presidents of those Mountain West schools that you're talking about and the conference commissioner of the Mountain West, if that's the one that everyone says, and you go to the websites and the message boards or whatever, that's where you want to go, and you want to play UNLV and Nevada and Boise Fresno and- State and Boise, that's what you want to do. They take notice of that. And when you have Washington State and Oregon State sitting with a Pac-2 right now starting next year, there's no doubt that they're the, either going to absorb or merge or whatever. They have to. You think that they're more worried about what they're going to get on the Pacific Coast, what's Washington State grads that live in Seattle? Yeah, Pullman's a long way from Seattle, but much like we see with UND living in you know Grand Forks or the Twin Cities right. and, and NDSU, the same type of thing. That stuff matters, and you right now are not making a very good impression by saying, uh, well, I can understand some of the non-conference games that are blowouts. I, I get yep. that, but we're talking about the Missouri Valley Football Conference, which you did not win last year, and you didn't win the national championship. You better show up if you want to make this impression to jump up. Otherwise, I think you should do what I've always said, right? The grass isn't greener in the lower tier of the FBS right now. You better just start winning every year to say that you're bored with just winning every year because you're not right now. It is a uh, little editorial right there, Derek, but you know what? Uh, spoken with conviction and, and understanding. I didn't catch, obviously didn't catch the game. You were busy. Uh, a little busy, busy watching a team that was really good. Uh, yeah, to that point, you, you, uh, you know, fans are going to have, I imagine the, the argument right now, someone's going, well, well, Derek, they have one. How many, how many championships they need? You know, they want to, they dominated a decade, for goodness sakes. They're going to have a slip up every now and then. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's going to be the argument from everything you just uh, said right there. But well, but I you mean, make valid points uh, about empty stadiums. You can't be bored. You can't, you've got to show, you know, fervently. I'd imagine the Cameron crazies still come out for Duke hoops if they're rolling up some some team that, you know, is a non-conference or even a conference game. You know what I mean? Well, I In think, another I, example. I think the best example is something about seven hours from here is where Lincoln, they, they've had a tough stretch since they fired Frank Solich. I mean, yeah. there's just no getting around it. But what do they do? They sell out every bleeping game. And it doesn't matter if they're playing a Big Ten opponent or if they're playing Tulsa. No. <laughs> they, it's they, the place to be. Yes, it's it's everything around it that that is – no, granted, it's the only thing to do in Omaha, but when we're talking about Fargo here. You know, I'm, I'm just, I think that is a concern. Switching to your game, yay! I talk about the it factor when you talk about quarterbacks with Kirk Cousins or whatever. Whatever. Right. Mark Janowski, you think he's got the it factor? Janowski is such poise. Oh uh, my heavens! Yeah, he's good, it is. Isn't I, he? You got my text during the game. I, I think I forget what it was, but it was something like they look like the real deal. Oh, yeah. this, this looks like a team that is a national champion. Now they have the confidence, and they I think feel it was like all they three phases. Yeah, I think. I and they're getting you. that over that. We can't get over that hump thing now. Yeah, and that's scary for everyone else. It, it, it's frightening that the team goes down in four possessions and, and scores four touchdowns, and then the only way that that you play with. Teams that that have returned ten guys on offense and so on and so forth lost a couple on defense, but have filled in some of those roles nicely. I might add, and and pretty decent on special teams. Is that you've got to get them off the field, or you've got to sustain drives. And and that ball, North Dakota won the toss for the fourth week in a row. Won the toss deferred. Uh, so you're thinking, okay, if you get a stop out of the gate, I get it. Play scripted. It's tough out of the gate to because you're not fully sure what the opposition is going to do. I always give a little leeway, Derek. That first possession both ways. It's almost like, okay, they're on this script, they're on that script. There's always that, and then the game of football, kind of that second possession, and it's almost like the second at bat in a baseball game. Yep. 
when you haven't maybe seen a pitcher or seen him a little bit, but you, you, you see what he's got that day, and then that second at bat, and by the time that third at bat comes, you know, you, you maybe figured it out. So I always give that first one. So, so South Dakota State comes down, seven plays, 75 yards. I mean, Isaiah Davis, Isaiah Davis, Isaiah Davis, boom. I mean, it was 7 nothing quickly. And a three and out, boom, now you punt. Now they come back down, drive. Now it's 14 nothing, 14 nothing in the game, and I thought, you got to put a drive together. Then North Dakota puts a drive together. Right. What happens now? It's fourteen to seven, and all of a sudden you see, okay, this is how you get back is stay in this thing, and then, uh, then the 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 good teams and the great teams find a way on a player two to separate again, and then take off. And to me, it was a uh, you know it's, it's basically a one score game. And and South Dakota State has a third and eighteenth, and when it's nearing kind of half, it, you know, still five and change, still plenty of time. North Dakota will get the ball to start the second half. So you're thinking here, if you get a stop, come down and put something up, you can pull within, you know, even closer, get the ball in the second half. Maybe you drive and maybe even you take a, you know, that kind of thing. Third and eighteen, and Gronowski sits back to your point, poised, mm-hmm. protected, surveys. And then when you've got Jackson Yankee, you know, along with I'll even say UND's Bull Belqua is one of the uh, maybe the top receiver in the valley, finds a way on third and eighteen to slip into a spot open, and boom, connect first down, boom, drive, boom, touchdown, and all of a sudden that that one piece you had, if you could have got that stop, got him off the field, but the great teams find a way to make the plays. And I don't know how <laughs> when ten's in your area for SDSU, got to know where ten is. Yeah, and that's uh, Jackson Yankee. And well, that, that yeah, I would say that, that to those me was brothers have been playing since I think Shannon oh. Burnell played, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I think Carter was in the uh, uh, yeah. The no, it's they're they fun have to watch though. Yeah. Uh, nice that, kids. I got to talk to them a little bit last year before the FCS uh, national championship came in. Uh, and they're they're the terrific ball players. There's no question. And 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 the line is big and all that. The other thing in that game too, in the the second half, when it was like a, still a two score game. Um, here's <laughs> you want another one that backbreaker. Uh, another one. I think uh, roughly two score game. Uh, you finally forced South Dakota State to punt. I mean, there would have been headlines in the Argus Leader. You know, South Dakota State finally punted a football. <laughs> Right, but I was actually North Dakota punt of the football. South Dakota State returning. They have a great return man. Uh, he's returning it, and here, boom, gets hit, smack. I hear a whistle before oh, the pl- tackles even made. I was listening to you. The there. ball's oh. out, and it would have been a turnover. UND's ball in South Dakota State territory, and then just the worst thing that could happen when the when the white hat has to say inadvertent whistle, got to replay the down, and uh, and there's no argument. Once a guy blows his whistle too prematurely. It's it is what it is. So that <laughs> top of everything else. Like people in the, Cal Davis still talk about that oh, at Dakota Field in the playoffs uh, way right, back. Remember that? Right? That was a, that was a oh. that was a controversy amongst. And we're we're going back a few generations right, here. You'd have the, to be around, but, but <laughs> that was something that happened where Cal Davis finally got a big play in the frigid cold at Dakota Field, and it was an inadvertent whistle, whistle that stopped the oh, touchdown. The inadvertent whistle. I, uh, <laughs> in this game Saturday, so, so you and Bubba, poor Bubba, you got you can argue, but there's just no other – you can't argue because there's just no rule infraction. Uh, it's just – it's an inadvertent whistle. you got to replay it. UND punts it. This time South Dakota State kid brings it back 51 yards. Yep. And then now <laughs> they're another set up. I was like, listening to that whole sequence. Did you – and I'm thinking oh, – but, but, and I will break and come back with Doc – 
And and then my mind always goes to this, Derek, and it, it's it's the way I can, I guess, it's probably the way that I keep myself balanced maybe when inside you're burning a little bit. It is this, that if you put yourself in a position where something like that that happens during any game or a sport, you know, you, you can't put yourself in a spot where that becomes the the major break. You know, you just – you. You got to play a little bit better to not have something like that be the end all, break all. Right, and it's a harsh reality to swallow, but it is what it is, and and that's that's the uh, that's the way to do that. Cobbers lost a tight one too. Derek Carlton scored with twenty seconds remaining, went for two and made it, and the Cobbers lost by a point. And then Jack uh, Jack Strand, mom said Brian Strand, Jack Strand threw for another gazillion touchdowns this week in the Dragons who beat Northern. So it's a little bit on the college football scene of the weekend. Doc Phil coming up around the corner. It is a busy, busy day. You're good, bad, ugly, and great. You can text it into 35270. Back with more after this on 740 The Fan. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. I got a bad case of loving you. Doctor? 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 Me? What's up, Doc? Dr. Phil Johnson on our roundtable uh, today as we say hello to the month of October. And, uh, Doc, you're, we, I, this is a large week. I, I, I think, what is it, Michigan and Minnesota uh, guys coming up Saturday night? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, and, and I will be there with my darling daughter. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm going to tell you. This is not probably the team that PJ Fleck wanted on national TV. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, I'm just you're okay, two well, teams that are on the opposite sides of the spectrum. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. But hey, you never know. You know, you got to line up and play. You never know. Mm-hmm. Uh, things, strange things happen. Um, I was just listening to you, Jack, before we came on. Yes. Um, I don't know. Maybe we were at a different game because I was down there, and. I don't know what to say other than South Dakota State is one good football team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You saw like you just they, read the text I showed, I uh, gave Derek when I was in Brookings. Yeah. Yeah. They are athletic. They are fast. They're opportunistic. Um, and I don't know if our guys were still in the bus or what, but man, they're just was. It just didn't seem like there was much of a response. It it, it out of the out of the gate, Doc. I mean, out of the gate. Oh, out of the gate. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know what? And, and I love Bubba. I think he's a great guy, and you know, and everything. And I'm not saying this to throw anybody under the bus or diss or anything, but man, it um, it was clearly that there's work to be done to to get to that level. Because holy smokes, are they a good football team? I mean. And, and for the first half that I stayed, I, it was fun to watch them because they were a very, very good football team. But yikes, um, that was something else. You have to. Uh, it was a beautiful day. That, that was great. How about <laughs> here's here's an interesting thing. <laughs> so we're getting ready for our pregame. We're about I don't know a half hour from getting on the air, maybe twenty minutes. And it and it's projected to be a high of whatever it was. Well, I don't know what was it in Fargo, Moorhead here about eighty summer. Well, it was a little bit cooler because a lot of cloud cover. Uh-huh. It, it was it was sunny, and then a monsoon, and I mean, Doc can attest this, a monsoon hit 
And I mean, like, you know, like the Peanuts character where the one cloud is hanging over Linus or whatever the one. Usually Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown or Charlie Brown. Like a monsoon hit. I watched like the the student body of South Dakota State and the cheer team and the dancers were out there early and a couple of the kickers that are out there trying to run the front. I mean, it was an absolute gully washer. Mm. And then, boop, about four minutes and it it shut down. So that that was the scene. Yeah. Yeah. That was awesome, uh, Doc. That That's to your to your point to your point. That was, on South that was the first time I've been back there for a long time. Oh, yeah. To to your point on 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 what makes a champion, and and yep. what what gives you the best chance to win, and and it's always the trenches. It, it to me it is always the trenches, and and when you have uh, you know three or four linemen that are back again, veterans, captains, preseason All Americans, and it is it, it through. But even more so than that. You know, they, they just don't hurt themselves. And I'll tell you another thing about this, and it seems so trite. South Dakota State has all the weapons. Isaiah Davis, without question, great running back. Amar Johnson, their number two, tremendous speed jitter. Even Angel Johnson busted a 50-yard touchdown. I mean, that's their third back, by the way. Wow. He runs one in for 50, you know, through that line. And then you start getting to the Yankees, and then the freshman Wildy. And then Derek talked about a quarterback, Gronowski, and the poise that, that he shows. And by the way, we haven't even gotten to the defense where guys like Adam Bach and that linebacker core, and they got, you know, these, again, they've got all this. Fundamentally, Doc, I watched that game. Fundamentally sound. Oh, Jack, you and I could have run through the holes that Isaiah right. Jones was running. I mean, the, the control of the line of scrimmage was so obvious right from the very first drive. I mean, just boom. Yeah. And, and sitting towards the end zone so I could get a good idea looking at those the holes. My goodness, they were controlling the line of scrimmage. And, and, and it wasn't just standing people up. They were pushing them back and and pancaking people. And, I mean, it, it was impressive. Yeah, it, um, it, 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 and they tackle. And this sounds trite. Yeah. This sounds trite. Again, baseball yeah. reference. You know what? They, they field balls. They clean balls. They don't make errors. They tackle. A football team that tackles. It sounds innocent, Doc. Yep. But nobody can shake. But they couldn't shake. You can't shake them because they tackle well. These little things, yeah. that, that this is how championships are built. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, 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 exactly. I mean, it was, it was, it was very – impressive to watch them it was very depressive to watch them just kick our butt but i mean it was very impressive to see that quality of a, of a team to play um and um yeah they uh they're number one for a reason there's no question yeah. no question but it's 14 7 if you get a stop there in the in the, in the uh the first half uh and outside of what was it maybe it was 21 7 that time but if you get a stop and get the ball back and you know and you deny that third and 18 and maybe cut that deficit in half again, get the ball. You know, you're playing the what-if game, but you didn't stop on third and 18. And a third right. and 18, third and 18, it's not an easy down in distance. But they, they did it. So, yeah, that's it's a point. Uh, North Dakota State uh, falls to uh, – yeah, folks tuning into us today in South Dakota, and I know we reach it strong. Got to be feeling pretty good about yourselves in Vermilion and Brookings, as you should. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But NDSU has to go to uh, Missouri State. Uh, next week. Now that's not an easy place to play there in that, that that complex there in Springfield. Then they go to to North Dakota and eventually travel to Brookings. That's not an easy ho- uh, road to hoe for for NDSU. Uh, for UND, no. they got to bounce back and pick off Western and then try to figure out and they haven't done it in recent years how to beat North Dakota State at home and then got to go in Northern Iowa. <laughs> you know this, Derek. What you saying about the Missouri Valley? That was a uh, 
this this little Valley parody for teams not named South Dakota State, Doc, I'm curious how this is going to shake in the next few weeks. Yeah. I, I, I think that there's going to be a major change in um, how the, the playoffs are run this year because I don't know how many teams really will qualify from the Missouri Valley Conference. It's kind of like the Pac-12. You know, they get through the preseason stuff and then they beat up each other. You know, so everybody ends up with like a 500 record. It's like oh, very true. Geez. I'll tell you where some you strength and, and SIU is solid. Obviously, uh, Southern Illinois is good. I'll tell you where some of that strength is. Uh, if you've seen Idaho, tough team. Yeah, Sac State. Yeah, pretty tough team. Montana State. Yep. Veeks. Well, he's good, very they, pretty good. They team. should have knocked off that uh, <laughs> right. number one team we're talking right. about. Yeah, I mean, the guys that I was sitting around, you know, obviously we're all Jackrabbit fans, but they were telling me that Montana State should have beaten them. They oh, yeah, for sure. Yep. Couldn't get it in, you know, and, and I, didn't, I didn't see the game, but I went, really? I went, wow. Well, it was one of the craziest ends of the game. If you find it on YouTube or whatever, oh. I mean, it was it was wild at the end of that one. But, uh, yeah, it was back and forth and last second type of stuff. Yeah, it was crazy. Uh, it is, uh, but but to your point, Doc, you're right. It, it's it's a case where, and, and Matt Ed said the same thing as Bubba did. We got to get them off the field. You don't get a team off a field, you're you're playing catch up, and playing catch up. That's hard. When possessions get reduced, you just it's not basketball. You can't go on a 10-0 run. You know the possessions well, aren't there. And and the other thing is, is that when you don't have the ability to compete to with them, it's even harder. Right. You know what I mean. It, it, it kind of was it was glaringly obvious that there is a different level of athleticism. I mean, they, they really have some very good athletes. And, okay, we, we need to – if we're going to compete here, we got to get better athletes. I mean, that's just the bottom line. Since and, South Dakota State lost – I said this in my open – since they lost in Grand Forks in that 2021 uh, special yep. year, COVID year, since they yep. lost in Grand Forks. And uh, I know that that little chip probably is on Gronowski. He wanted to turn that around. Uh, they're th- – now thirty three and six, yeah. With wow. a uh, with a national title and a national runner up, that's yep. uh, and that's uh, that's they're good. Doc Phil, I wanted to ask you, and this is kind of we mm-hmm. talk about this when the weather kind of gets interesting, whatever. But and I I kind of get into the world of man. It seems like we have to protect everyone from themselves. Your opinion on canceling the Twin Cities Marathon yesterday? And I understand how hot it was and what have you, but they blow up on Twitter. By the, the these way. things, you know, these people have been training for this for a while throughout the summer, right through the hot summer that we had, and they're starting pretty early in the morning. I mean, I guess can, can you not say, "Hey, don't push yourself if you can't do it"? Can you tap out? It's tough. I just wonder because these people work pretty hard at this, and I can understand when they're upset. You know, they go down and they get the hotel rooms or whatever. It that's a tough one. I, I don't envy the people that had to make that decision whatsoever. I know how hard that must be. And, you know, we think about the late uh, Mark Knutson now, some of the decisions he had to make through COVID and all that. But I, I'm just kind of curious of your opinion on that. I, I'm i not sure why they did it. And, 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 and when you have a marathon like that, yeah, you start early in the morning. I mean, you, you get things out of the way before the real intense heat happens in the afternoon. So, and, and to your point, Derek, these people have been training all summer. What have we been experiencing all summer? 90-degree temperatures, 85-degree temperatures. I mean, they've been training in this stuff. And then to get to the race day and you're you're getting already geared and then they just pull the rug out from underneath you. It's like 
Yeah. I mean, I understand maybe a little bit what they were going for, you know, heat exhaustion and all this type of stuff. That's going to happen, and, and you got to be prepared for it. But but it's not like it's going to be a pandemic of it. You know, there's just going to be a few that probably will. And I, I guess I was with you. I didn't understand really totally the reasoning. Um, and, and I think that, you know, they should have been thinking a little bit better. I mean, they knew this was coming, you know, weather-wise. But to get everybody locked in down there in the hotels and all that stuff, and then at the very last minute, kind of cancel it. It's like, well, wait a minute. When did they announce? Do do we know when they announced it, Doc? Friday. And when was the marathon? Sunday morning. Sunday morning. Mm. So a lot of people people are already showing up in town. I know people who like had relatives showing up, and you know the the hotels are hard to find in the Twin Cities because of that, and. And so here's well, all these. Yeah. It's even worse than that. I mean, because a lot of those hotels, you got to give them a 24 to 48 hour notice that you're not right. going to get the room. So then you get billed for that too. And it's just like, golly. I mean, I mean, they knew this was coming and it should have given it a little bit more thought if they really were thinking about canceling. But to your point, I, I see no reason why they couldn't have run it, started in the morning, and you know, you're going to be done by noon. Really. Yes. Uh, 100%. I just, you know, and and just stress enough. If you if you aren't feeling good, tap out. It's okay. Right. I mean, I just right. and I saw some stories of people doing that 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 ran anyway, and they did it anyway. They yeah. just ran, you know, whatever. Good. And and good. and yeah, I just we're exhausted, yeah. but ran. I just think it's it's more. I've been on rants today, Doctor Phil. So I'm just like I'm on a social rant of like we gotta. There's like a balance here of like protecting people from themselves because they're. Too dumb to not talk, touch the electric fence when you tell them it's electrified, right? Okay, there's that, there's that, yeah. and then there's just common sense. Let's take over. Uh, I just, I think that we get a little bit too much into that. It's kind of like with my friends who say, "Oh, football's going to be done." When we had the concussion thing and the movie came out, I said, "There's too much money in it for people not going." to It's not like we're going to stop firefighting is dangerous. We but we need firefighting. You know, I mean, and it's it's a totally different thing. But I'm just saying, there's dangerous work everywhere. I mean, over the road drivers, that's dangerous work. But you know what? They got to We got to get the stuff to the store. I mean, that's just right, all there is right, to it. Right. We got to. We got to. I saw about. Oh, go ahead, Doc. Here's the other thing too: is that these people automatically can cool themselves very well. It's not like they're wearing football pads and heavy clothing and everything right. in the heat. You know, they're clothed and they're going to have water breaks. They're, you know, and I mean. At least they should have, and I'm sure they they typically did. But you know, I I'm a, I'm with you. I don't see really the reasoning why they had to cancel that, because there's ways to make that happen. And and there was a lot of moving parts in this thing that all of a sudden just kind of got dropped. So, um, yeah, I, I think they should have run it. They should maybe they started an hour earlier, and that's an easy thing to get out to people. Hey, we're gonna start an hour early, right? And they love. Uh, but again, these people have been training all summer long. I mean, they're used to the heat. It's not like it's uh, a foreign object or a foreign thing. I mean, it's been hot all summer long. So, um, yeah, I'm with you. The uh, It's our roundtable with Doc Phil today. Derek has been. I don't know what he had. He like, uh, did you have a... A lot of anger issues this weekend. Do you, do you yeah. drink a little bit of a anger anger coffee this week? You're not a coffee guy, though, are you? Well, I n- no, I don't. I, I do not drink coffee. I have other bad habits with caffeine that <laughs> you know what you know what scared me on bike <laughs> you know what scared me yesterday uh catching the vikings panthers game and uh number one and when i was before i bowed out of uh, football as a quarterback and uh i just felt terrible when i threw high over the middle and and like my friends lead someone out, out to dry just, yeah. just lead them out to dry I'm like oh my bad i'm so sorry about that but i saw uh uh kirk 
Uh, quick now play, quick quick shout out to JJ, and he got hit on a uh, on a play doc that that hit him. It almost looked like a hip, and, and he stayed down. Now he came back in the game and, and and scored another touchdown and all that, but it got me to thinking: you're one play away, especially at that spot with the quarterback putting you in a position. And I'm not going to rant on Cousins here, but. It was a. Uh, it was a. Uh, I I saw that coming, Doc. Let me put it this way: I saw it coming before it happened, yeah. and and I thought he's done. He it looked like he got a, but then JJ got up and you know he was fine. But man, alive, you know Thielen took a ball. I think Bryce Young threw a ball late over the middle, and he got blown up a couple of times. And the Vikings, I think, took it a little easier on Adam on a couple of plays. I think he could have been blown up even more. But anyway. Yeah, the the receiver's <laughs> vulnerability as a receiver, Doc, maybe is the injury yeah. question. Yeah, absolutely. Been there, done that, and and you are. Anytime you're going across the middle, look out. Get your head on a swivel because somebody's going to pop you. And then it seems like we're seeing more and more of that as we get to these really spread offenses because what they like to do is send all the wideouts down deep and bring those tight ends underneath. And, and boom, people are just waiting for them, like the linebackers that are dropping and things. So – I don't know if it's just me, but it just seems like some of these collisions this year are so much more intense. Mm. I mean, you're hearing them on TV, um, and, and, and usually you didn't. You know, I mean, the, the popping of the pads and things. There's there's some pretty significant collisions that are going on. And, yes, it's a collision sport, so it's going to happen. But, boy, oh, boy. I mean, some of these some of these hits across the middle. And then I was watching Iowa, you know, Saturday night. A couple of those. Holy smokes i mean guys are just getting blown up and it and it just seems to be a little bit more frequent but i think it's because of the spread offense and and they're putting more people into the middle because they know that they can probably find some of them but uh yeah uh you know there was quite a few injuries yesterday there were some knees and ribs and some potentially an achilles tendon and you know and this that and the other thing and it's uh it's a fact of life with, with the football. I mean, it's a collision sport. You're going to have some injuries. You hope that they're not major, but uh, it's going to happen. Yeah, and the, and to me, half of that, it's 50-50 to me because half of that is yep. on the QB. And uh, yep. I, I see them laying out some of their guys just going, expect them to make a play. Oh, yeah. And they just, yep. they're, they're catching strong safeties that are coming in that are hitting, that are on yep. a, that got like a three-step lead. And man, alive, oh, that, that's yeah, crazy. At least, yeah, at least a three-step, yeah. yeah. It's, it's just and, and and I guess that you know it's it's the nature of the beast. I mean, you you get to the NFL, you know they they play faster, they play harder, they play stronger. That's what it is. But man, there are some collisions. Holy cow! The uh, uh, by the way, uh, to you that you mentioned, my daughter was at the uh, at Folsom Field. <laughs> what an experience! <laughs> yeah, the Buffs made that a game. By the way, did you oh, yeah. see, did you catch Wait, that USC in Colorado? Did. Well, and here's my take on it too: is that uh, I uh, when the Vikings are struggling in the first half, yep, I was thinking, okay, let's just take the season and get Caleb Williams in. But that, that we, he threw a bad pick, but man, you can see why. He's, he's right a now, video NFL game, scouts yeah. are uh, no salivating question. over him. Uh, he's a, he's special for sure. Yeah, he is. He is special. The uh, what do you have? Five, six. Touchdowns? Yeah, I think he had six yeah. and one interception, but uh, he looked good. Yeah, that's it. Well, yeah. well, it's uh, Saturday night. I, I thought, you know, maybe Doc and Derek should uh, hang out at the same spot, Michigan at Huntington Bank Stadium. Michigan, by the way, 45-7 winners 
That game was in uh, at Memorial, right in Lincoln. Was that uh, was that a road? Yeah. Game? yeah. Okay. That was. I'm surprised you didn't go to Lincoln as well. Well, you know, I had to go to Brookie. That's right. You were hanging out uh, at, at Dykehouse Stadium, which they've well, done a nice job of. I left at halftime. Maybe I could have caught the second half. Hey, you should have. You could have go like hundred miles an hour. <laughs> <south of Portland>. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've made that trek. <laughs> That's an easy trek. <laughs> south Sioux Falls there to Lincoln. Yep, made it a few, several yeah. times. It's easy as that. Uh, so that is good. All right, busy week. We're heading into in the month of October. Uh, it uh, it baseball season, Doc. The uh, the Twins are in action. Postseason beginning tomorrow. Against Toronto, it's our dear friend's heavenly birthday today. Maury Wills would be 91 today, Doc. I uh, wow. I saw his bride, Carla, post on Facebook, and I said, my guess is there's pie and ice cream in heaven today mm. with a little banjo music being played as well. <laughs> I like the thought of that. Yeah. Right. I think you're probably right. Yeah, good stuff. Doc, as always, it's a treat, a little roundtable. Uh, we'll maybe catch you this Saturday uh, in, in, in Forks, huh? You know, this Saturday. Oh, you'll be in. Oh, I'm sorry. You'll be in. I will be in Minneapolis. Yeah, I I will take my darling daughter who has graduated from the University of Michigan and my other daughter and her husband. And we're going to be in the front row in the West End Zone cheering on the Maize and Blue. If you get close to. Yeah, you'd mentioned that earlier. If you get close to guards, you just scream out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Scream out the guards, yeah. Well, sounds good. Enjoy yourself. That, 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 we'll see what happens in that game at, at uh, Huntington Bank on, on Saturday night. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. All right, thank you, Doc. Thank you, buddy. All right, guys. Have a good week. We'll talk to you next week. We got a Dr. Phil Johnson, orthopedic surgeon. Our roundtable today. Caught this story last week. Sweetwater, Tennessee. Imagine high school football pretty big in Tennessee. I would say so. <laughs> coach, like high school football is pretty big every Friday night everywhere. Everywhere, yeah. Uh, high school football coach uh, resigns, not because there are any you know, things going on with him, uh, because according to him, uh, he said he hadn't done anything wrong, but a group of parents were trying to influence playing time regarding players on the team. And the, the coach, uh, I think a respected coach, says, I've done nothing wrong or improper other than refuse to make decisions as to playing time and positions because of a small group of parents with a large influence. And yep. he thanked the community and said, uh, I'm stepping down. And that's it. How many times have you seen this now? <laughs> you, you kind of spurred that in my brain when you talked a little bit about this, that, and other thing of that. But, yeah. And, of course, you got, you know, I, I don't know the whole thing here, but the – AD and the uh, the AD, of course, uh, backs not not the coach. It's, it's obvious that Coach Slover was not a good fit for Sweetwater High School. Wow! Yikes! Really? Yeah. So, well, and that does show you. I mean, if you're not getting the support of the administration, it, it, then you have no chance. Oh, it's terrible. It's it's uh, and it's unfortunate that. Uh, but I mean, I think you have to have. I mean, part of being a football coach, or especially football coach, but I think in any sport too, and more the hype, you know, whether it be a Hockey coach at one of the more prominent programs right. here at a high school, or you know, basketball. Obviously, probably th- those are probably the three big sports we're talking about, right? And we see yeah. a little bit in wrestling. Certainly, in some of the wrestling schools I've seen over the years. If you and you know the wrestling schools I'm talking about, right? Where a lot of pressure comes in. Yeah, it can be tough. I mean, the, the as my cousin would always say, my cousin was part of the 1990 Roseau State Championship team. Nice. And so his junior year, they got upset by Warhol in the section finals. So still one class system, right? And they should not have lost to him. But we had a goalie from Sweden who stood on his head. I mean, just all that's the way it goes. 
And so then uh, coach gets bounced. They replace him with a gentleman by the name of Dean Blaze. Pretty good yeah. coach and there. So so they win it all. And, of course, the question then was, well, could they have done it? You know, I mean, we were talking about some dudes that were on that team, like right. four four or five guys who played That's Division kind of One hockey played, out of a, yeah. a, a town the size of my hometown. But, you know, I can guarantee you, no one walked in and told Dean Blaze who, who should get playing time. <laughs> That's right. And I mentioned Bob Torgerson. I just think it's, it's going to take that type of personality. It says, and I talked to Bob about it quite a bit because yeah. I would substitute teach with him, you know, at DGF yeah. for many years. Love Torg. He did color commentary with oh, me on many uh, broadcasts. Yes. Yeah, you know, and he's one of those guys that think maybe some kids walked away and didn't Came really like everything. Came over kind of stern and but this, yeah, but not. He's the type of guy who, you know, I know guys who'd walk through fire. I mean, yeah. You remember how fiery like the Tom Critchley seniors and you know Dave Johnson were back in you know when Eddie was doing the twenty three six games over Concordia <laughs> right, over right, on right. Channel Six, and you know but they were big personalities but. The guys I know that played for him, as hard as they were on him, they still come back and see him and keep in touch. And they're at their weddings, you know, right. that type of thing. And I just wonder if that's still going on. You know, my biggest thing I know is, it does with the football program in my hometown. It, it, yeah, right. My biggest thing is, like, when coaches have sons and or daughters, I guess, depending on the sport, that, that play for them, I always thought, boy, that's got to be stressful for the, 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 the child and then the coach as well because you're, you're – you're, uh, you looked at he's playing or she's playing because well not really because some of those daughters and sons probably some of the best team players on the team they have to play better because they are the son or the daughter of a coach. Well, that was the greatest you know, that was the greatest Ed Schultz sports ever. I think he might have had Dana out at uh, a big matchup that that uh, Bucky Mon had, and yeah. I think uh, Jack was either Jack or Brett were uh, wrestling for him. They talked about that because I think it was one. I mean, so this is going back a while, right? So, so and then one of them was, you know, ranked pretty high in Division Two wrestling. He goes, "What's it like with?" That? He goes, "Well, it's it's fine for me. It's probably tough for them because you know you get, go home and you can't go and talk about how the uh, at the dinner table about how the coach is a dink because the dink's your dad." I'm sure probably didn't use the. Oh, did he use the word dink? Dink. <laughs> yeah, dink because the dink's your dad. <laughs> I love it. That's, that's fantastic. Hey, I'm not say, afraid to say it. That's not one of the seven from George Carlin. So. That's, uh, that's fantastic. <laughs> that was classic fucking. That is good stuff. You can't talk about that because it's your dad. How the coach just <laughs> screwed me out of time because he's my dad. Well, right. Well, wrestling's a little easier because. Yeah. Well, you have to wrestle. You know who the, the star, starting yeah. lineup is because you got to actually wrestle you for it. You have to fight it, so. for it on that. Uh, Monday Night Football tonight. Uh, what do we have? Feels like a giant Seattle kind of night tonight. It does. Seattle at uh, the Big Apple. And by the way, speaking of the Big Apple, are we going to have this circus come to U.S. Bank Stadium next I week? I am curious. Now uh, we have a we have a a colleague, yeah, that uh, that has a, a family in Kansas City as well as those that are Viking season ticket holders that are just renting a, if not a B and B, but a, 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 a home for the week. Yeah, the Airbnb home, probably. Yeah, yeah. that kind of thing. Yep. Uh, and I was teasing the fact that I wonder if she's coming. If 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 she is going to be in Minneapolis, she was in Kansas City, she was in New York, New Jersey. Yep. Uh, will she be? And it's hard to believe that she wouldn't be, right? I mean, the way this is going, I mean, you'd think with all the other entourage, you got yeah. I don't know if Ryan Reynolds and you know Blake Lively are showing up, and <laughs> you know you know some of the people that we see in the Big Apple. But how long, Derek, before it's uh, not cute anymore? Uh, I would say this weekend at U.S. Bank Stadium. I, I'm being serious about yeah, that. I just, it, I, 
I think people are going to get exhausted of it. And I, I did notice a little bit that they kind of kept the focus off it a yeah. little bit because it just gets to be too much. Yeah. They had a better football game too, and that does help. I mean, right. part of the problem with the Chiefs-Bears game was that the Bears uh, really are bad. So Yeah, then Justin Fields puts up uh, numbers like, okay, here he goes, and then finds a way not to win that football game. I hope he and gets a Denver shot with somewhere else if they give up on him. You know, because this – this general manager, that's not his pick, but I do think that he has something there. It's just just a bad marriage, you know. It's kind of like the uh, Russell Wilson thing in Denver. That just did not work out. It hasn't. He had a comeback for behind victory yesterday. Don't get me wrong, but it's too bad. The so. uh, the Twins in action tomorrow. That's a 2.30 Central uh, pregame, 3.38 first pitch on our sister station, KFGO. You'll hear that. You'll also have uh, baseball right here on 740 The Fan, Miami and Philadelphia. Game one of that wild card race in the National League, and we'll have it throughout the week. So keep it locked in and on many of our properties. That's where it's nice to have so many signals, by the way, in our in our family. We can find spots for all of these. The twins win the series. We need a couple more. I'm just going to throw that. Let, let's do that. <laughs> Stick around. Common Man is coming up next uh, right here at 740 The Phantom, 107.3 FM, KNFL.